Sucking titties is 10 out of 10. Nothing, nothing to complain about, feller. We've been watching some uh some shorzy. Uh no. No. Just just feeling Canadian. Was that a Canadian accent that I I affected? It was a little, it was, it was a little, it was a little, yeah, it was a little something, something. Um, well, it was um entirely by um mistake, if you will. I got a smorgasbord. I am incredibly full, but I understood that like when I was going to get on, I really like wanted to eat something more. Yeah. So I have a beer. Yeah. yeah. And um Milk chocolate truffles. Ooh. You know what's an elite? Uh, so I get these all the time. They're the Ghirardelli sea salt, uh, dark yes. chocolate, sea salt, and caramel squares. Yeah, that is uh, like the peak. That yeah. is uh, some sort of upper upper echelon like that's some shit that like we shouldn't really like us peons shouldn't really know about no that's like things that are served in like buckingham palace um do you want to know what sociopath move i like to pull what i will wake up at two or three in the morning i will walk into my kitchen i already love it i will eat a singular Nature Valley cinnamon brown sugar oat square, and then a singular Ghirardelli dark chocolate sea salt and caramel square. And Every I'll time, go back to sleep. Every time, same combo. Sometimes I'll eat them together. I'm sorry. I'm. I almost. I think I almost broke my jaw. I'm feeling <laughs> the milk truffle. The milk chocolate truffles are uh, fighting against me because they are frozen solid. <laughs> It's like an everlasting gobstopper. Boy, oh boy. Oh my God. Oh. I may have fucked myself. Oh, there we go. Got a little crack in there. Woo. Could have been a tooth. Could have been the truffle. Who yeah. cares? It's like a boulder. Like, you know, you got a crack in a boulder. All you need is just another like tiny rock and shove it in there and hit it real hard. <laughs> And then there are all the uh, the gemstones. Um, I'm gonna have to wait on another one of those truffles because I f- I feel like I may need to go to the orthodontist tomorrow. Uh, you may have to get braces because of it. <laughs> yeah, I revert my mouth back to fifth yeah, grade. You're not gonna have to get fillings or like a tooth fixed or a crown. You're gonna need braces. <laughs> I revert. I revert my spacers. <laughs> I revert my mouth back to fifth grade where I need to get braces. Um, and the the strange fellow down the street is very happy about it. Ooh. He goes, fifth grade mouth. Right over here. <laughs> uh, I saw a TikTok the other day where it was like a uh somebody was doing like a job application. And uh he was like, or the guy was like a realtor and uh a client was looking for a specific he was looking for apartments and he wanted a specific school district. And the guy was like, uh Okay. And he was like, Do you have any kids? And the guy was like, Nope. And he like continued on with like the interview questions, whatever. And then it got to like three minutes later. And the guy's like, Oh yeah, by the way, I'm a teacher. And the guy was like, You should have led with that. Let yeah. <laughs> Way to bury the lead. 
pedophile. Um, <laughs> Welcome to fifth grade mouth. Prior to me, like being a teacher, I went to a small college in Pennsylvania and um, I had friends that were older than us that got to like live off campus. So it was like, you really had to be like a junior to live off campus. So like all the upperclassmen, we would have all the parties there. Um, off campus was just a street, a one singular street away from uh, like the school. If you ventured outside, even a block past that one street, it was, you know, a bedlam. It was the terror dome out. It was the terror dome outside, like murders, crack. It was great. It was like it was like New York in 1980s. Yeah, yeah. York, Pennsylvania. We had friends that lived about two blocks away, um, on like it was like called like Jester Row or something like that because like all of them were named after like playing cards because there was like Jackson Street, which was like a play on. Jackson. Then it was Princess Street. And then, oh, no, no. It was Jackson Street and then Jester Row and then Princess Street, where a lot of the recorded murders were. And then, like, King Avenue, uh, a Queen Terrace. And, like, then it was like Ace, like Aces Boulevard or something like that. Nothing, nothing says a garbage place like being like, what do we name our streets? And somebody slaps a deck of cards down and is like, Let's run through the numbers and then fuck it. We'll just do the face cards too. That was like the 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 York DPW is like, all right, like we got a new whole new. This is back in like the the they had four, a the forties gambling problem. No, I, I'm <laughs> thinking they all for like a, a like a York DPW <laughs> family outing. They hired like a magician who was great with hand with sleight of hand, and he, was, they were just like, I got an idea. Anyway, David Blaine they, just kept putting their kids on the roof, yeah. and they're like, stop it, <laughs> stop. Mo- <laughs> most of those sh- streets were like split houses. And Jackson Street was all split triple deckers. So it was like a good show if you like found a place that like also the next, you know, you you shared a singular giant three story wall with like another group of college kids because then it was like you're safe. Yeah. On Jester Row, it was split houses, but it was like two floor, um, like nice, nice, not nice. It was really shitty, but like bigger, bigger, uh, uh, like apartments. And right in front of our friend, they lived on the corner, friends, they lived in the corner of Jester Row and like Fifth Ave or something like our Fifth Street. And in front of them was a elementary school. I'm going somewhere with this. Uh, in front of them was an elementary school and we would get day drunk on Thursdays out of season of lacrosse and just watch the kids just have recess for like three hours. That was like our drinking games. We would sit and watch children on recess and they would yell at us and be like, ah, and we'd be like, we'd yell back at them, like do a flip and like, you know, like tag them out, get them out. If they're playing wall ball, they're playing kickball and everything. It was, uh, it was quite the time, but I do recall walking from like, Jackson Street to Jester Row by that elementary school and carrying copious amounts of alcohol by these like elementary school kids. Like, like I myself carrying like 
th- carrying 330 racks because it was like my time to do it and going from one house to the Jester Row house and just like, hey, kids, like, and just like walking by. We've, um, we've had a lot of stories on this here show, this here program, if you will. That's one of the weirder ones that you've yeah. ever divulged. <laughs> yeah. But it was like, also but like, it was also like, we didn't do it a lot, but like, it was more than twice that we I'm were sitting on a porch this. and like yelling at kids during recess while we were drinking at like 11 a.m. Yeah. I mean, also like in that same vein, like the weird like preschool that was in the back of presidential apartments in yeah. Amherst. That, that you just weird. like walk through and sit on like the seesaw while like obliterated in the middle of yeah. the night. Yeah. It, it's like, you know, you, you're smoking uh, a bowl and drinking like a, a mixie at like midnight. And then not even 12 hours later, there is a child playing on that seesaw. Yeah, exactly. An yeah. innocent, an innocent multicultural child. Yes. Emphasis on multicultural. Amherst is very diverse. <clears throat> they check their boxes. Yeah, exactly. So um, along with the, the, the fifth, uh, the fifth grade mouth um, guy living down the street, that was my uh, pseudo adjacent predatory story of me sitting on a jester row porch, yelling at kids to do a flip. Yeah. While they're at recess. Do you think there were ever conversations about you guys like within the school? No, that was the other thing. Excuse me. I had a bubble in my throat. Um, there was like, in and it, throat, bud. it was like the, it was a small school because there was like, uh, like tons of elementary schools in York. Um, and it would be like 200 kids and like one aide outside and they would stand by the door. And I'm like, and we, like, it was like Miss Botman, just yeah. like fucking they working. Were, they were like across the lot. It was also <laughs> recess. There was no like, it wasn't like wood chips. It was just pavement with basketball hoops on one end. And on the far end were the basketball hoops right by where across the street us drunkards were. And just like, yeah, like w- either we were walking by kids like smoking cigs or d- d- carrying 30s. Or we were on the porch yelling at them and next door was like a grandma who would also sit outside too and like <laughs> yell at them i'm not joking i really think that like she knew the kid like some of the kids like they were her grandkids grandsons yeah. like friends did she like, oh little bobby and, and she would just wave at them while we're drinking five feet away from her did she did you guys ever have any interactions with the grandmother well, we helped her a couple times. Like she was old. She had a walker. And I do remember one day like carrying 30s in and then like the guy who owned the house coming out and me being like, what are you doing? Like, I thought we were like going to and he goes, no, 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 I'm, I'm helping the neighbor and like him, like bringing in her groceries. Ooh, yeah. Like Look we were you guys. She never complained on us. We played shit loud. There. <laughs> I got I have videos of us <laughs> in that house. We rarely went there because, again, it was like a block away. We were more on Jackson Street, but like every once in a while, we would day drink there because they yeah. had like a big backyard with like they had a big backyard and the Fifth Street. It would be like the crossroads, like Jester Street's right here, and Fifth Street would be here. And Fifth Street went down an incline, so they had a garage that we would like play beer pong in. But it was also like we couldn't day drink there during the spring because we had lacrosse and then we couldn't 
day drink there like after November because it would be so fucking cold. So we only got to do it for a little bit. But um, it was like their garage was in the backyard and it was down. So you like you could literally just run and jump up onto the roof of the garage from their backyard because it was like down an incline and sunken in basically to the ground. So we would sit on top of their roof and then like look in and literally be able to see like every na- everyone's business in like the neighborhood because we'd be able to see down and we'd be higher than ev- everyone else. We'd be as high as the houses because of the roof and just be like looking into like people's like kitchen windows. It was a wild time. York is I don't talk about York stories enough just because like I don't want to get myself in trouble because there's some shit. Yeah. And also, like, it sounds like a not real place. Like, the whole experience of you, like, going to York is, like, in my mind, it's, like, getting deployed for, like, Richard. Yeah. Where, like, I'd just mentally be, like, that person doesn't exist for this, like, 18-month period. Yeah. It, it, <clears throat> it, since time is a, is a cruel mistress and the farther York drifts, in time, I, I forget more and more. Yeah. Um, that's why I'm really like I I hold a near and dear spot with the group me app. Yep. Which is like the like before like Apple figured out how to do like big oh, yeah. group chats. You could have a group me and it could be like 47 <laughs> people. Yeah. Like we had like a, that many people for the whole team in a group chat. And I don't delete it and I don't delete the save data or any of the photos because like every once in a while I'll go back and just see like your college, like just Garrett Whitlake's dick and, (laughs) uh, and, and us sitting on that porch and like us, like I do, I have a picture with like townies, like crackhead townies, just like that, that would like come into the house parties that we would have. Just so I have fond memories, but yeah, it's like it drifts farther and farther away. Where I'm like, was that even me? Like, I have a memory of me in that backyard, like asleep, and I waking up and being like, what the fuck is happening? And being like, oh, it's six at night, (laughs) and I'm I need to keep drinking. Um, and those memories drift away from me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the way I. I find a lot of just like. Amherst as a whole because it blended into one college experience drifting yeah. away. Amherst like, is even <clears throat> I I made a plenty of memories in Amherst, but it was also just like every it, York was every weekend was like it was like a movie, bro. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was like it, but it truly was like shit that like I could not never I can never pinpoint like I had friends that could but I can never pinpoint being like oh it was like last September like the fourth week of like the last week of September yeah. it was like ja- after Jackson's birthday <sighs> and we did this I mean like I, I couldn't do that but I could pinpoint <clears throat> like like if you ask if you, if you were to ever bump into anyone that went to college with me at York it would be the same big stories that they have but they may have bigger like more like just more stories like i do remember watching a junior just get naked and just fuck a blow-up doll like legitimately like watch him penetrate a (laughs) blow-up doll and like literally being on like a couch and like his friends being like you no balls you won't do it and then me like being on a couch turning around and being like he's doing it 
Uh, what was that guy's name? Oh, Gambler. Oh, fucking well, Gambler's got Gambler's got his dick in the blow up doll. That's kind of crazy. And then being like, oh, Auburn's playing. <laughs> Auburn's down a couple points, and I bet on this because Jamie Lilly told me to. <laughs> yeah. Out of all the people, me and Sarah still reminisce on people like like Jamie Lilly. Yeah. Um, That's a, a name even I know. Yeah. An overweight, uh, Ravens loving alcoholic. Yep. Um, that played attack and his claim to fame was when we were killing a team 20 to one, he put the 21st goal in, um, behind his back. Yeah. He just like sunk it in. And then our coach benched him for the last two minutes of the game <laughs> because it's like, we're playing Washington Jefferson. What are you doing, dude? I, uh, so I have a new chart. Do you, uh, have any knowledge of, this is a very specific small school that's kind of in your area, in your vicinity. Um, let me pull it up in currently Gallaudet university. You ever heard of this place? I heard it on a TikTok the other day. I used it as a chirp on Xbox yesterday, like Gallaudet university being like Pennsylvania or like, no, it's, it's I, in, I think it's in Maryland. It's technically in DC. <clears throat> Gallaudet G A L L A U D E T. I can't, I'm not even looking at it. I can't, I don't know. I don't even know how to spell it. And like I said, it's not popping up. Yeah. Go, go on. Uh, it's a, it's a college for blind and deaf people. So that's ah. been an Xbox message lately. It's yeah. What do you like, go to? Did you, are you enrolled in Gallaudet? Yeah. You go there. Uh, yesterday, some kid team killed me. So I messaged him. Don't try me. Cause then Richard killed him. And then I spectated him. I mean, miss this kid by like an entire doorway. He was just shooting at nothing and got rocked, put up zero kills in the effort, the entire yeah. game. This kid, this kid missed, missed his enemy by a whole update cycle. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was like, I try, try again at, at 7.01. I was like, if you ever want to kill me again, you better not be on the other team because first of all, but also, like, who do you think you are putting up a goose egg and being like, I'm going to run around and get team kills? Back to Gallaudet. <clears throat> Does it give, like, a town or a city or a county? It's in Washington, D.C., I think. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm a, a mess in, in D.C. I know a lot of the places for Mar- in, like, in Maryland State. All, most of the counties, I think I know. Some of the towns, some of, like, the big towns. But even then, they don't count. They don't count them as towns, which is fucking stupid and weird. But uh, yeah, every every once in a while, maybe I'll break out of York. I'll have to like look at a picture and be like, "What happened that night?" Yeah, most of the time, I don't remember. I do remember uh, Halloween uh, being like, "Oh, uh, like one of like the like everyone loved this kid on the team," and it was like, "Oh, it was like, oh, Tanner's younger brother is coming." Um, and he's Tanner's from like up like Buffalo. I'm like, okay, cool. And I remember like asking Tanner, like, oh Tanner, like what's your brother's name? And he goes, uh, his his name's Frank. And I'm like, oh, that's like, you know, not that like original. Like be having being like a high school kid named Frank and everything. He goes, Yeah, we call him Fudge though. <laughs> <laughs> so and I was like, oh, interesting. And then I'm like, I'm I'm like at lunch next uh or get it at lunch like i'm i got peers but like um 
in between classes getting something to eat with Tanner's roommate who had met Fudge before. And I was like, tell me about Fudge. Like, I'm excited because he was like, he was 17 and I had just turned 19, but all of my other like roommates, like the freshmen were all still 18. So it was like, oh, Fudge is like, he's going to be like our age. And Brian, his roommate, Tanner's roommate was like, oh, Fudge is bigger than Tanner, like in every way possible. Tanner was 6'4", 270 pounds. Fudge currently, I think he tried out or like almost like made the Buffalo Bills as an offensive lineman. He went to Stony Brook, played D1 football. Fudge is enormous. Yeah, Fudge is also has a temper, according to Tanner. Tanner's chill. He's like, oh, my older brother's chill. I'm chill. But Fudge has like a mean streak. And I'm like, well, like, what do you mean? Like when he's drunk? Like, no, like he just doesn't like people. <laughs> Everyone knows this now. I was like, we're going to fucking fuck. We got to fuck with fudge. Like, yeah. We're all waiting for, t- for fudge to like get to York. Cause he drove from Buffalo to, to York, Pennsylvania. And Tanner's like text us. He goes, I'm with fudge. I'm about to walk through the door. We all crowd into the kitchen. It was like, we were pre-gaming. <laughs> so it was like, we were just chilling in a muddy kitchen. Cause we were like playing like football the- before. And Brian BK goes, all right, like this will get fudge mad because we we're all thinking of ways to like just fuck with this kid. So fudge would like try to fight one of us. Yeah. And like see if we could then like dogpile this like six behemoth of a man. This is a literal bear. Yeah. This behemoth of a man. <laughs> see if we could like fuck with them. And BK goes, he'll just hate this. Let's just pull all of our nuts out and like have them hanging out of our zippers and act like nothing's wrong. And of course we do that. And it's 25 grown men just in like a circle, just shooting the 50, shit. 50 total testicles. Shooting the shit. There was no games being played. Like nope. we weren't playing Pong. We were, we were just like being <laughs> like, oh yeah. Like uh, when we play Salisbury, like, you know, in three weeks and everything and our, all of our nuts are out and Fudge just crabs. Brian, he was right by the door, and he's like, he only, he only knows Brian. Yeah, grabs grabs BK and punches him in the, in the <laughs> gut and knees him, and I like legitimately see like Fudge's knee go right and split Brian's balls, and I'm just like, I'm not split in terms of like scrotum's gone, but just like I saw like one gorged nut. Yeah, and, the the Red Sea be parted. Yeah, and. <laughs> I just like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm leaving. And Tanner's like, no, 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 go back, Fudge. We're not. We're fucking with you. We're fucking with you. He got so, that kid got so drunk for a 17 year old, 300 pound man. It was an absolute bull in a china shop type yeah. situation. <laughs> he was like legitimately upset. Like he wouldn't talk to any. He just like he basically Tanner got him a 30 rack and yeah. he just sat on a couch away from everyone just drinking, just, <laughs> just drinking. And finally he was drunk enough and just got up and he goes, all right, let's go. Hey, what's going on, guys? <laughs> he turned out to be like a wicked nice guy. But yeah, he I think he'd like tried out for like the Bulls, uh, the Bulls, the Bills <laughs> as an offensive lineman because he was fucking uh, incredible. Yeah. No, he, was, he, was, he actually also tried out for the Bulls. He was trying to be a shooting guard. Yeah. He was going to take uh, Bill Caldwell's spot. Yeah. Yeah. I have, there's just too many fucking weirdo stories. You got to remind me next time and I'll try to think of another one. Yeah. 
we'll yeah, we'll make that like a new segment. <clears throat> Speaking of segments, President George Bush's red flags. Ooh. Um. <sighs> So I, I just did when, quick, when was it not a red flag? Yeah, the whole thing. And it's a shame that 9-11 happened. I'll come out and say it, you know? We are actually going to be, um, you know, kind of come from left field here. Um, we are a podcast that isn't supporting of 9-11. Yeah, yeah, to completely against it. But for a lot of reasons, but mostly that it took what would have been a very mediocre and uneventful presidency and made it into something that like history will always glom onto. Yeah. And I guess part of it is like, you would say he was probably the first president that had like the technology era, right? Cause it would have been, yeah, because it, it, it was before his time I and mean, he did work in t- he did go all the way to 20, uh, 2009. It was like Silicon Valley was like, uh, like a, a brainchild of like people like Bill Gates and everything in 2000 and like eight, 2007. So it was like, it wasn't like the big, I mean, uh, the iPhone probably was out. I think, I think the, the first iPhone iPhones came out when we were in like eighth grade. Yeah, so that would have been like 2009. Yeah, we were in middle. Like, we were in eighth grade when uh, <clears throat> Barrio was was elected. Either way, like we definitely had, you know, as uh, privileged white kids, definitely mm. had significant access to the internet at that time. It, and like, but it was like us. Yeah. It was our generation, and then like above our generation had like a little bit of it and everything. But like, if you were like 26 in 2008. Like you probably didn't like have a whole big grasp on the internet. Yeah. And it was as also, much as we do now. It was also, I think probably right around the time that we were like morphing into the current state of like a 24 hour news cycle. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas like I you would that. run a story for 24 hours and then it was what new thing can yeah. we hop onto? <laughs> Social media was probably still in its infancy and it was meant for like communicating with your friends, showing off music and making memes. And that was yeah, about, I feel like I, I probably, we were probably Webkins was probably around 2005. Yeah. And then Facebook was probably like 2006. Yeah. Was when we started the, hopping onto that shit. Exactly. Yeah. And we were like, you know, uh, poking each other constantly. Um, yeah. And we were writing what was like, uh, like name one thing you like about me or something. Yeah. Uh, what involved. was it? What was it? Uh, like TMS or something like, uh, like, or like truth is like, Oh, truth is. Yeah. Truth is. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, what a cringe. Whoa. Go back for anyone listening right now. Pause the podcast. Um, you're going to have to replay it later. So just pause it now. I haven't told them what to do. So they really, <laughs> got him <laughs> uh, so now that you're back at the podcast to realize what I'm, I want you to do go on your Facebook and go back to like 2000 as early as 2013 and then as when you first got on on the website and then just look at and read all the truth is that are on your 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 wall and everything like oh, the ones that you wrote yeah you know how like um, throw up this thing in like 
the psychedelic world where it's that's called like an ego death. If you want to yeah. have like uh, the worst ego death of all time, just go back and read through Facebook from that time period. See if you can get all the way to the beginning and then just just read it and just I mean like live it. Yeah, just if you want if you de- like are feeling like you're pretty confident and like you've kind of gotten over a lot of your insecurities. Let's go back and relive them. Let's rip that Band-Aid right off. Let's open see. up that can of worms. <laughs> Delve back into the mind. Grade. Delve back into your mind at your most self at your most self-conscious. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right in the middle of puberty, too. Yeah. So anyway, but you're right. Bush comes in at a time where it like. This is where, in my mind, the parties really start. Like, I was just talking to Sarah about this. No one is really a centrist anymore in terms of like political, like people are. No, I think you have to like there. Nobody identifies as a centrist. Yeah, I think there's yeah, yeah, yeah. a significant like most of the country is relatively centrist. Yes. People are like um, a majority of people are far, far on the opposite ends of the spectrum. Like you got the middle ground and I think, but like to be a centrist, to be kind of like I'm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah i'm conservative i'm i'm liberal this is i think bush's time is like the dr- real big drifting away from from all of this maybe his dad also was probably when po- political uh leanings began to like really start <laughs> to separate and it'd be like a staunch like hatred between the two because i do like talk with like my dad about how things were like 80s and, and 90s and whatnot. He goes, no one like, you could be a, like liberal leaning and it's not like you hate the conservatives. It's yeah. just like, oh, we disagree. People now today are like, if you are a conservative, you should die. Yeah, like unfollow me and never speak to me again. Yeah. Um, I think around this, you know, W. Bush's time is when we start to really see those lines divided. It's interesting because like, political identifications were starting to divide but as a yeah. country we were so unified because oh well, um, yeah <clears throat> 2000 people died yeah yeah the that's that i guess i let and me then take back. you know what we did we in response we said you know what let's like quadruple that number of our guys yeah. so i want to even take a step back some big red flags was um <laughs> Number one, um, the this current that president, the forty third president of the United States in nineteen seventy five, uh, worked in the oil industry. Is it nineteen seventy five or eighteen seventy five? Because what type of prospector president is working in the oil industry in the twentieth century? Yeah, strangeness. Yeah, like I think of, I just I know he's from Texas and everything. What but did like, he do when I so he. All it says is in his 20s, Bush flew warplanes in Texas uh, Air National Guard. After graduating from Harvard Business School in 1975, he worked in the oil industry. Love that. End sentence. Um, that just is like, in my brain, like when I see the words oil industry, I just think like, like he's like darn tootin', you know, an oil tycoon that like, destroys his enemies like that skit from fucking uh snl with adam driver who's like the oil tycoon who smites his enemies his name is like 
CA Parnassus or something like that. Yeah. I've never had any sort of faith in anyone in the oil industry. I think it's I think just like the it's a slimy industry to be in. There's both a lot literally of, and figuratively. There's a lot a lot of sus industries out there. And I feel like top of the line is oil because I feel like at some point you're just like compromising morality to just yeah. make money hand over fist. You're like you what is more important? Uh, the flesh of your employees or crude having oil eight and, Rolls Royces. Yeah. Uh, the crude oil is more important. If yeah. I could, Bush's blood is actually probably oil. He's probably had That's that transfusion. Also He's a machine, actually. Interesting is wasn't the Bush presidency the. Um, we had like a huge gas crisis, I believe. Well, yeah, it, it was that. And then wasn't it also was the. Exxon Valdez spill during the Bush presidency and then was also the Enron disaster that, during the Bush presidency. That may be, you may be onto something. Maybe onto it something. It just makes you think, you know, connect some dots here. Exxon, I, got, I got my red twine uh, out. Oil spill. What? No. Uh, Exxon Valdez was in 1989. Oh. And was what was during, the other one? George H.W.? Maybe. Look it up. No. BP I'm, oil spill. No. Nope. Okay. B- Bush what is about, clean of oil uh, spills. What about Enron? BP was 20. What about Enron? Oh, BP Not was the oil spill, but like the whole collapse of Enron. Enron oil spill. It's not an oil spill. Oh, whoops. Enron scandal 2005. Boom. No, 2001. So right around his time. What was he present? 2000? October 2001. Yeah. Yep. Bush's fucking fault. Right after 9-11. Um, also, he later co-owned the Texas Rangers, a terrible franchise. Red flag. Yep. I mean, have long... I mean, Nolan Ryan? Good. What did, what did they have? A-Rod for a year? Did they? Did he go to... Did he go to the Rangers? Yeah, I thought, he, he, I thought he was drafted to the Rangers. And then, no, he was drafted to the Mariners. Mm-hmm. And then I think he did go to the Rangers. Yeah, thought he, I thought I remember having a video game where A-Rod was on the Rangers, and then, like, the next year he was on the Yankees, and I was still playing the game being like, oh, that's weird. Like, why is A-Rod still on the Rangers? Not understanding how games work. Yeah. You're like, why doesn't it update? Yeah. yeah prior to the t- 2001 season, star free agent shortstop Alex Rodriguez was signed by the Rangers. The most lucrative deal in baseball history. A 10-year, $252 million contract. In 2001, $252 million. Yeah. What was it? A, a five-year Did they pay him contract? in oil? Huh? Was it five years or 10-year contract? Ten. Ten. Damn. He was only getting 25 mil a season. That's a ripoff, dude. Oh, well, uh, yeah, true. No, it's a big contract for that time. But if you put it in today's terms, dude. But listen to this. He was only on the Rangers for three years. (coughs) Do you know what Juan Soto turned down this year? What contract he turned down? No. I believe he turned down a, it was either a 10 or 12 year, $400 million contract. And then he got traded to the Padres at the deadline 
for, I mean, like half of the Padres team and has hit, I think, two home runs since then. So, and we're, and we're in stinky. fucking, we're almost in October. Yeah. Like we're almost in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, owning the Texas Rangers, big red flag. However, also, uh, first pitches that he has thrown out, not red flag. Guys, yeah, I was guys got just, an arm on him. I was just listening to uh, PMT where they had Derek Jeter on and they were like, uh, I guess it was right after 9-11. Um, I also like, we can talk about it in a sec. The My coming back around on the idea of Derek Jeter, which is also like a little bit false in yeah. term. Anyways, but um, Derek Jeter was like, yeah, like I was there when after 9-11 uh, for Bush to throw out the first pitch and Bush asked, no, Jeter asked Bush, what are you going to do? Are you going to go in front of the rubber or on the rubber? So it's like kind of both are acceptable um, depending on like the age. Like if you, if you're like a thousand years old, you don't have to pitch the first yeah. pitch from the rubber. Yeah. And Bush asked, or Jer- Jeter asked Bush that and Bush goes, well, what do you think? And he's like, he, Jeter was like, I looked him up and down and said, should go to the front of the rubber. Like, don't yeah. be on that rubber. And then he likes, he like hummed it in, I guess. Yep. He threw a strike, I think. Um, yeah. Another red flag, uh, elected president without a popular vote win. Yeah. And which also I mean, brings huge. us to the hanging Chad situation. Big red flag. Yeah. Do you mind explaining the hanging Chad? Okay. I know what it is. Hanging but. Chad is the the Florida recount that the had the, oh yeah, the yeah, yeah Supreme the Court vote. had to get involved and be like, no, stop the recount. But this was yeah. To this, this is day, the plot of this is the plot of swing vote starring uh, Billy yes. Bob Thornton in a yes, girl. Correct. Um, but all around, I think I, you know, we've gotten into a lot of topics on this here podcast. Uh. The Electoral College, in fact, dumb. Big time. Um, Big time dumb. Not my favorite. And Uh, I think this was, so he was the fourth president ever to be elected uh, without the popular vote. He ran against Gore, that's right. Yeah. Uh, So this is a fun game. How would our lives be different if President Gore was the one making the decisions after 9-11? there would probably be more uh south park bits yeah than just like the like the uh, what is his what is gore's whole uh like documentary he has like the unspeakable truth or something um, like that about like the we we would actually probably have an ozone layer if it's gore the inconvenient present. truth the inconvenient truth yeah yeah <laughs> we would probably have an ozone layer that is a little bit more healthy than it currently is if we had 100 percent uh, but maybe there would be some like human animal mutations that he would have like sanctioned by like some sick. weird Nazi scientist that he like finds in Argentina and is like, hey, like Jackson you know, man, taking man the stance of the Dems are Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> you and Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> oh, two, two peas in a pod. <laughs> Um, another one is we're just kind of, I'm just rattling off the top of my dome. Patriot Act, huge red flag. Big oh, I'm red flag. Holy this, shit, but red flag. This one for me 
this uh, piece of legislation. Bush signed a major tax cut program and education bill reform. No child left behind. Yep. Let me tell you what. No child left behind is a pain in my ass. I have to do more work because of Bush and his fucking wife. What is the no? Like what? What are the like? What are standard, your actual re- oh standardized testing? Standard based testing. Yeah, I need Lame. to teach what the state tells me to because of Bush and No Child Left Behind. And they say the Democrats are the socialist party. I know. Without this goddamn Take No Child Left, the government out of my education. With without what this character that is, but. He's got some yeah, opinions. <laughs> oh, you do that and I'll do my my British one. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, what did uh, I was doing Jesse Ventura like a couple episodes ago? I have a whole silo of tortilla chips. I don't under why don't you tell me how the government is going to make a difference in my education. Oh. How about you tell me? <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, with Without No Child Left Behind, then I can actually start, uh, you know, indoctrinating my children with <laughs> the Democrats have been il- infiltrated by the, by yeah. the Fourth Reich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe on second thought, it's a good thing that there's some... Uh, State state regulations yeah, around know, education, you know, but yeah, you know, yeah. You know, you know. Um, but can, off topic. But have you seen this whole thing about that trans woman that like got some honking titties and has started going into the classroom? <laughs> yeah, dude, it was like in Colorado. <laughs> they just allowed this transitioning woman to just have just. I mean, unbelievable, dude. That's like, some like the deep, deep, like page 110 of Pornhub kind of stuff. Yeah, that's like, um, don't ask me how I know this, but uh, <laughs> you're legally obligated to not ask me how I know this. But that's like f- Futanari. Uh, it, you, you should pause the podcast again now to Google search Futanari, which is a, a <laughs> Japanese form of hentai. That is some wild stuff. It's that. It's that. It, it, she has. She is a, one of those Futanari come to life. Yeah. Um. That. It, yeah. How you brought that up out of your ass. Uh, I love you for it. But I. That's been weighing on my mind recently. Like I'm. What isn't she like a shop teacher too? Yeah, dude. And she's just like she was like bandsaw. She's like, how? She's teaching kids. <laughs> She's Cad. Yeah, she's dude. smacking them with her tits. She's like doing a wood burning demonstration. She's just got the piece of wood she just, fucking she right catches here. Catches her silicone tits on fire. Also, like all the pictures, she just like there is it's, no bra that could it, possibly yeah. contain those behemoths, those monsters. But it's also like she, there is no one with, like those are like, they're not under the skin. No, she's wearing like some sort of uh, prosthetic. Yeah, and she chose the really extremely hard nipple prosthetic okay. that is protruding so comically so, out of her shirt. This comes to another story that is not related, but so there's a 
shall we say a host of characters that exist and i i may have brought this up before but a host of characters that exist at the bus stop directly below our apartment you have you've you've had a conversation with one of them i think before on on podcast or at least tried to yeah but so there's a, like a bunch of them and the fun part is like they travel around town so it's kind of like where in the world is carmen san diego except with homeless people um vagrants like you um, said you got your cast of characters you know you, you you've really invested your time in these people and when they pop up elsewhere you're like hey i know you oh, oh, how did you get over here the answer is the bus system um and so there is when i was working at starbucks there was one particular um i don't know the details but transitioning woman mm-hmm. um who is this a guy that pulled his pants down in your starbucks no remember that one i think so no no i do remember that guy though that guy's a fucking gem dude i forgot he just had his dick out at starbucks and you saw it just grab my mobile order don't you guys mind me (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the name the name's daniel cappuccino (laughs) Uh, name's daniel no foam Don't mind my don't mind my penis. <laughs> don't, don't, I stepped in gum. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Jesus! I stepped in gum. It's a fancy ice because Daniel's the name. Daniel. I don't have a phone. I I did it on a payphone. Don't ask me how. <laughs> I, I was able to get this order. And <laughs> we also used to have a guy who would call or come into uh, the I, store. I, I went to the library. I just went on the Starbucks website. <laughs> the library, you can get internet anywhere. What are you doing later? Can you give me a ride home? I don't have a home, but Daniel, the name's Daniel. It's a venti ice. Oh, sometimes I forget the nonsense <laughs> and tomfoolery that happened at that store. There was the guy that used to come in like once a week and just ask for his mail and be like, yeah, get my mail delivered here. <laughs> We're like, it's, what? it's the same guy. It's just he has split personality disorder. He's like, yeah, I have. He's completely talking normal. Uh, I, I, my my name is Nathan. My mail is here, and you're like Daniel, get out of here. <laughs> and then there was uh, the time a homeless woman, or uh, a homeless, I don't know if she was homeless for sure, but she tried to get me to uh, pay for an Uber across the state of Tennessee, and then tried to get in my car. <laughs> And I just drove away. I blew a red light. I said, yeah. no, thank you. Um, you, you yelped and blew this it. This particular uh, transitioning woman mm. um, did not, it seems, have the funding to completely fulfill her um, desires um, in terms of her, the identity she felt most comfortable in. And so instead would blow up large balloons and just stuff them in her shirt. And would spend a lot of time at the bus stop outside of our apartment. She would carry around bags and bags of wigs and she would just brush them at, at the bus stop. And we had a nickname for her at Starbucks and some, uh, the fun police, which is what I call one of my, my coworkers there discovered what the nickname was and what it actually meant. And like whine to our manager and we couldn't call her it anymore, but we called her Miss Glizzy. Miss Glizzy. <laughs> Miss Glizzy, if you're nasty. <laughs> I love Miss Glizzy. 
And it was, uh, we were not trying to make fun of her. It was simply no. a very funny nickname for, yeah. but they were like, like you got to call making fun of her sexuality. Like right I said, then. if you're invested, like, mm, okay. If you're invested in one of these, you know, characters of Nashville, you, you, they need to have a proper name. You can't just be like them or they, and you know, yeah, you know, this informality, you needed to, to name Miss Glizzy what you did. And I think it fits her. Yeah. Um, have you seen Miss Glizzy recently? Uh, no, might be dead. Who knows? Oh boy, Miss Glizzy. Or she got a, she, or she either got in the system or she got way out of the system. Yeah, you know? she's off the grid. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, it's 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 that level of <laughs> mental illness that sometimes I just crave. Yeah, I too. I wish, wish, dude, I could just punt on all reality. Yeah. I do. I too wish that I could be at a bus stop combing all of my wigs, but also without a care in the world. That's also like, I mean, prime example of like something we talk about uh, quite often, but just an NPC in your life. Yeah. Just like a non-playable she, character that you interact with. She's, she's an NPC that like, she's the end of the quest. Like yeah. you got to defeat Miss Glizzy to get your reward. Like you, you were Daniel with his dick out. Was like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Daniel Deventi eyes. I was like, Miss Glizzy's been giving me some hard time. Can you go take her out? And you, you go, you travel. You know, you come across a frost troll, oh. and then, and then finally in the dungeon is Miss Glizzy, and you have to fight her and all of her wigs, and you have to bring back the golden wig to Daniel to cover up his penis. Here's a like a real legitimate question: Is why has no one made like the like the kind of thing that we're talking about where it's like a like a like one of those fantasy games but set within like grand theft auto and like the real world yeah. like some figment of a real world yeah it's 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 fallout but minus the nuclear uh, holocaust it's a little it's more just, just like real life it's like yeah it's new york city and that's the name of the game. And we can develop this uh, after yeah. after we finish all of our other projects that we have running. But we we make a game that is just called New York. Yeah. And it's the same like, you know, hub and or rather like the the UI, the same like, you know, you, you walk up to someone and they're like, you know, talking to themselves on the street or they're talking to the Elmo in Times Square and you're like, I have a quest for you. And then there are the NPCs and they're like, you need to go find the crack from Miss Glizzy. Yeah. And you chase Miss Glizzy down. <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. Or like, yeah, it's like just like a slightly altered version of like reality where it's like the constructs of society are thrown out the window and it's stuff like you have to like go into your shift at Starbucks, but then like Daniel comes in and gives you a quest and then yeah. you just... You like clock out of work. Yeah, and you're, you're going like, through I'm the leaving. wardrobe. You're going through the matter. wardrobe of Narnia. Yeah. And when you you clock out and you, you you interact with these these people of the yeah. of the night. Yeah, I think they could just make a mod for Skyrim, and it's literally the exact same story of Skyrim, but they just change everyone's name to like real life names, yeah. and they make all the skins and all the they setting. Just, they have like an AI that just generates like real human names, yeah, and then just changes all the people to humans. Yeah, and it's like they're not wearing like armor or anything. They're actually just wearing like, you know, Tim's and sweatpants. Um, and no one would bat an eye because I truly believe that 
I would have a man come up to me uh, in New York City, a, a vagrant, and tell me that uh, he was once an adventurer. Did you hear a conversation about Miss Lizzie? Oh. Does Versi know about Miss Lizzie? Uh, do you know about Miss Lizzie? It's Honey. not not from me. Oh, I have my own Miss Lizzie stories. Yeah, I told them about the brushing the wig. Do you have any you'd like to add? Was well, you tell him about her daily beef with Walmart or McDonald's guy? No. McDonald's guy. Well, she used to get into daily screaming matches with this guy that would. Miss um, Lizzie would? Yes. Uh, there was a guy that would hide a wheelchair behind this tree that's near the McDonald's exit. <laughs> and so every day he would take the bus and get off the bus and walk, walk and get his walk wheelchair. Walk with his usable legs. <laughs> He, yes, and he would uh, get his wheelchair and sit in the wheelchair at the exit of McDonald's. Yeah, and I think the beef was because Miss Glizzy would call him out on it. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there has to be some sort of set of rules <laughs> in this Nashville homeless society. You can't fake a disability. <laughs> That's crossing a line in the sand, and Come it's on. been there for decades, and everyone knows it. Like, you know the rules, bus yeah. man, walking yeah. with your real legs. Wait, is this the same guy that just rolls out in the middle of the street? Oh, okay. Because another character of the bus stop is a guy, I think I told this story to you. Yeah. But the guy who just rolls out in the middle of the street and then one day got hit by a car. And yeah, and, it was like waiting to be sued. No, and when he went to the emergency room at Vanderbilt we have a friend that works there and she was like yeah he got in and he was like I just want to stop getting hit by cars (laughs) you are creating this situation this is a simple cause and effect solution (laughs) cause stop rolling out effect no hit by car yeah yeah again like it's just like there has there has there's a lot of potential in this being like a, some sort of weird mission based game. Yeah. Okay. We have one. We have one more story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. My absolute favorite was a one time guest star on the street. Um, she was wearing. A you weren't quilt. the main character. Yeah. <laughs> she was wearing a quilt. It was a zebra quilt. Um, and she was just repeating over and over very loudly. Stupid ass, skinny ass, white boys. Stupid ass, skinny yeah, ass skinny. white boys. But like every car that would drive by, she would just make obscene body gestures towards them. And uh, thrusting at the automobiles. It was the most entertaining 20 minutes of my life. Stupid ass, skinny ass white boy. I mean, say what you will, but she had bars, dude. That's a hook yeah. right there. That see, she's she's an NPC in our game, and it's like you have to the you have to find like the book. Yeah, like a book to decipher her message. And yeah. So before the book, all you hear is stupid ass, skinny ass white yeah. boy, and then you have to find this this cipher. Yeah, and then and you can then, actually speak to her. And then you pick her up, and you have to bring her to the recording studio because yeah. you're her manager. Yeah, <laughs> and she's you just she's trying to, to take get, her on as a client. Yeah, she's trying to get on the Billboard Hot Top 100. We got uh, way off track from George Bush. Uh, one more red flag. Uh, no, I think I did all my red flags. Um, huge red flag was that this is arguably when we lost the Supreme Court. Yeah, 
John Roberts and Samuel Alito. Um, yeah, Sammy Lito leaving is it was big. And served January 31st. I'm trying to um didn't we yeah appointments so, oh he oh no 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 oh he appointed Lito Polito and Roberts. Oh, 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 I thought we... I was thinking of someone else. I'm sorry. But yes. Ann Myers, that bitch. Yeah. Um, John Roberts, like, isn't bad, right? He's just kind of like, eh. John Roberts is... is, uh, like, the last remaining conservative centrist. Uh, yeah, that has like power. Alito is a scumbag. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think it's Alito like, is like from money and like didn't like not the best. Well, and he's also like yeah. In the last he's, two decades, he's from money, he's, had, it's not good. We've had what it would be now. We've had twelve, I guess, leading up to the, uh, the end of this, whatever. Twelve total years of presidency and what zero appointees we've yeah. appointed zero supreme court justices that's brutal so big red flag there um, yeah it was uh so alito uh, so john roberts what am i looking at right here 2005 confirmation hearings john roberts said to uphold Roe v. Wade, and I believe Alito wouldn't agree with him. So, uh, someone leading all the way back in 2005, leading towards dismantling Roe v. Wade. And he also, uh, between Alito's unequivocal support for the unspecific hmm. rights to desegregation school, his refusal to do the same with Griswold. Oh, the Griswold case that had to do with like, de- like, a, like a, a, an extension of separate but equal in schools. He was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. He yeah. stood with Roe, uh, you know, Brown versus Board, but then was also like, oh, like the it's Griswold versus fucking. I can't remember, but it was like another extension of of separate but equal Brown versus Board shit. Yeah. And he like disagreed with it. It would be like like giving like the the same giving uh fair and equal treatment to minorities on IEP, like in special or something like that. I can't remember. Um, this is also uh not a red flag. He did go to Phillips Academy in Andover. Bush? Yeah. Yeah. I got a uh, boy. I red got a flag. I got a I got a chill in there right now. Red flag, uh, head cheerleader his senior year. That's it. I mean, what can you say? Yeah. Bush is pretty pretty sus if you ask me. Well, there you have it, folks. I think you can all agree with us. Bad president was a cheerleader. <clears throat> Yeah, also had many, like, many red flags, but would have had a very not memorable presidency had 9-11 not happened. Yeah. Is he alive still? Yes. What does Bush look like now? I know what my Bush looks like, but... (laughs) 2022. He also was a bit of an alcoholic. 
in the 70s. Yeah, he had alcohol problems. I remember I remember that was like a big thing when like my I do recall like a family member, definitely not my dad, maybe like an uncle being like, oh, like I'm not I'm voting for Gore because uh Bush is an alcoholic. And it's like, well, what about the other 42? Yeah. <laughs> think they're sober as a ghost just because they're president? No. They're having fun. Also, alcohol um addiction not a red flag cheerleader red flag just so mm. we know where i stand yeah let the uh let the jury let the record let the show. jury rest yeah um what else am i did you read through his entire no wikipedia page i would actually pref- i would actually prefer to change the subject if you will great um i just want to quickly just say fuck the motorcycles that when you're stuck in traffic they just um shoot down the dotted line passing everyone mm-hmm. just because they're motorcycles. Oh, uh, actually, if we want to continue on with this uh like political institution talk, um I am completely uh devoid of respect for NASA now. And why is that? <clears throat> I think they're an unprofessional organization. I think they are not they are doing things in the name of science that just don't need to be done. Like, I think they're, I think they're tiptoeing around what we all want them to do, which is like actually get us to live on the moon and like space travel and everything. They just recently just launched like Didn't a they just fridge at, fire and object at the moon. They just launched like a, like a, a black and Decker fridge at an asteroid the other day. Like, what was the purpose? <laughs> like, hey, also, like, NASA is now like if you and me ran NASA and we're yeah. like, I don't it's know, like, let's fucking fire just a car at. I know. Hey, listen, I want to shoot things into space, too. But like, I, I'm a I'm a plebeian. Yeah. You, you know what? You I think NASA we do? are the ones with the just astrophysicists. You yeah. know, degrees. The next, like, let's step it up here. The next NASA program should be we elect one person per year that we just fire into space. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Please, please, please. <laughs> I just think like I look back at like what have what NASA, what have you done for me lately? Like you got those pictures for, of like all the universes, which I don't even think was NASA. I think it was just like other scientists not associated with NASA. I may be wrong. Um what what have what have they done? They're not putting monkeys in space anymore. That was pretty cool. That was cool that you did that in the 60s and the 70s. Yeah. When was the last time we like walked on the moon? Uh, never is the answer. Said, mm, so, okay, Stanley. But um, <laughs> like, give me something to like look forward to. Like, I feel like we're we're. I I also feel like they're launching rockets and they're not telling the public about it. Like yeah, they're but, just doing like tests and everything, like which is cool in in howdy doody and whatnot. But like I kind of want to like I want I want something to look forward to on the weekend, other than just like football and 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 you know basketball coming up. I want a rocket launch. I want people on board. I want it going to the moon or Mars or Jupiter or whatever. Like I I want something. I feel like that they're not only are they unprofessional by launching for it, you know, they're launching Honda Civics into space at an asteroid, but they're also just like not doing what they're expected of. Um, also, 
I will counter with that fucking picture of space that they put out like two months ago was fucking cool. But no, that's what I'm saying before. Was that them or was it? Not? I I thought that was like scientists that like weren't that were just like telescope scientists that were no, like working for another organization because they had like they had put out. It was like the next generation of the Hubble telescope. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me just Google. What's NASA doing? NASA. What's NASA up to lately? News. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, well, obviously, all I'm getting is just the NASA's Dart spacecraft as it crashes, it crashes into an era's an asteroid. It wasn't a Dart spacecraft. It was actually a Dodge Dart that they launched into <laughs> space. <laughs> it was a Dodge two door Dart that they launched up into the the stratosphere at an asteroid. <laughs> Like I, what NASA shields Artemis rocket from hurricane? Okay, that has Artemis launched yet? No. Uh, flying telescope is coming to the end of its. So we get the end of a mission for a telescope. All it's all about. I just feel like like what is NASA doing? Like what? Give me, put a monkey or put another school teacher into a rocket and let's do something. I think that part of the issue is that everything that NASA is doing is like too complicated to explain to us plebs. So they just don't say anything. But but I don't care. Can I, I say that DeGra I Googled, Neil deGrasse Tyson will explain it to me. That's true. That's what he exists for. Um, I Googled what is NASA doing now? And the the answer is NASA is now preparing for an ambitious new era of sustainable human spaceflight and discovery. But they've been saying that, though. I, like, I feel like I saw that same headline back in 2006 when I was sitting on a porch yelling at elementary school kids. Um, I feel like they keep telling us. We're preparing for space travel. Me, I get it. Space travel and getting humans to live on the moon is probably going to take a long time. But like, don't tell us that news six years ago. What is NASA up to? This is for 2022. Stop me if you already read this while I was Googling things. Yes. Um, <clears throat> uh, the X-59 quiet supersonic technology. That sounds like some sort of like a new wave mattress technology. That it's they have. literally just a quiet supersonic plane. Does it go to space? No. <laughs> Don't care. And then the X-57 Maxwell in all electric experimental aircraft. NASA is creating a, a small robotic child with a bowl cut. Because when I hear Maxwell, <laughs> that's what I think of. It's a small child with a bowl cut. He's wearing overalls. Um, yeah, the James Webb Space Telescope was the big thing for this yeah, year. Yeah, that's all we're going to be talking was, about for the next was, like, three yeah. years. Yeah. And then the uh, Artemis 1. What was the Artemis 1? The Artemis one, I just looked it up. It's it's a rocket that is yet to launch yet. And the big news is that because of Hurricane I, uh, Ian down in Florida, they were like bracing for it so that it wouldn't blow up. But it's like it's a rocket that they're probably going to put no one on and just launch into space. Do you remember 
this would have been like when we were in like middle school. Do you remember they sent the Mars rover to space and they were like, yeah, this thing will last like maybe three months and it was up there for like six years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That it, was no, it just crashed recently, didn't it? Right. Yeah. That was wild. Yeah. See, that's mm. what I want. Yeah. Bring me back. Put, yeah. I'm cool with the rover too. Yeah. Put a rover on. Was, I know they just did. They, I, it was like they just got footage maybe a year ago of like, like new technology being like now we can stream okay. what the Mars rover is seeing in real time, but still like <laughs> what here's what they should do. And this, we may have to just end the podcast on this because this is maybe the best idea ever. Yeah. You should be able to pay a specified sum of money and they shoot a rover at whatever in planet. Mass. What? Right. <laughs> A very small rover right in my asshole. <laughs> a small Dodge Dart is launched into the asteroid of my house. <laughs> um, no, but they they send it to like let's just say for the sake of this Mars because a lot of the other sp- uh, planets in our we, solar yeah. system are gaseous. But then for like a an amount of money, you just get to drive the rover for. An amount of time, yeah, like forty. It's like minutes. a video game. Like they've already done minutes. all the discovery they need. Let me just fuck around with a rover. I think they send like thousands of little rovers. Yeah, and it's like it's a play. It's a pay to play type of thing. It's yeah, like a it's like a arcade game. Yeah, put in your twenty five cents, and then as soon as you die, it says like continue, and you got to put more money in. Yeah, and yeah. then like you get in a control of another rover. But if you don't have enough quarters you gotta leave yeah and it turns into eventually uh at some point do you know the television it turns into rocket league that's on espn2 every once in a while it's like um oh the drone flying no it's like the battle bots battle bots (laughs) yeah but it's just on mars (laughs) So so there are people that would be able to do this we just need the rovers to have like minecraft abilities where they yeah. build and then they would build a ter- like a like a coliseum on Bro, there, mars there's rocks up them. there why yeah. are we not like using some of that space for and imagine like imagine having to design like or like the drone racing like imagine having to design something for uh conditions that you are unaware of yeah you have <laughs> you no, don't no one no one really knows how gravity is like on yeah. mars like they're only speculating you're like i'm building this drone for something that i don't know the gravitational pull of the the planet on this object so i know like so say like the the drone, like the rover actually drops like, you know, a drone you get from like five below and like you operate it. Is it just flying up? Like is the gravity, the gravity is less on Mars, right? Or it's a like, smaller planet. Also like what if we strap like a GoPro to a cat and just send it up there? <laughs> just Got a little like, helmet on. Yeah. <laughs> And just see how long <laughs> and what it figures out, dude. <laughs> yeah, let's end on that. <laughs> that means I would be delighted if there was pause. Just- pause the podcast one more time. No, I'm pausing. Right. If there was just a TikTok account that was just like the highlight clips of a cat on Mars. It was just a live feed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, <laughs> you know, you had to subscribe $5 a month um, to be able to see this cat it's, it's, existing. It's a, 
Yeah, it's like the Big Brother house, but cats and on Mars. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Cut the streams, cut the streams. That's too good. Cut it. Don't give that away. <laughs> and they have to, yeah, they have to do like challenges every week and they have to vote one cat. They off, have to vote. It's just, it's just. There's an open, HOH, there's a veto. Open the face mask of the cat. <laughs> Yeah, instead of going out the, the, the house guest door, it's just they go out a door, but without their helmet on. What if we just do Big Brother on Mars? With aliens. No, oh, with real people, and we just send them out afterwards. We just build the singular house up there. Yeah, because most of the people that are on that show are pretty insufferable. <laughs> yeah, dude. Whoever did wins see, gets I've, to come home. Do you, do you know who, who won? A little Big Brother talk before we end. Uh, yes, I think <laughs> I didn't follow it at all this season. I, me and Sarah did all the way. We're now on the Survivor. Um, Taylor, Taylor, well deserving, I think. Good. She was on the block like seven times. Somebody no one liked her. At work the other day, looked at me and goes, "You look like you watch Big Brother." And I said, "I that's such a weird thing to be spot on about." But you're like, bingo. <laughs> And it then looks your dick, like, and then your dick is out, and you want some a nice venti latte. It looks like I just don't have any mustache over here. Yeah, the lights hitting you. You got, you got it right under the nose, like a little zigile. Nine. Anyways, on that, um, thank you for listening. Follow us on the shits. Um, this has been the Trolling Still Podcast. Uh, this has been Jackson. Keep it sleazy, and I'm out. Hey, baloney. 9 11 was bad. Definitely. Red flag. Only facts, I will shoot up. Baby duck if it quacks with a Ruger. Top billing, come cops and billing it. Shots is blocked, shipped out and bought, and y'all feeling it. LP killing it. Killer Mike killing shit. What more can I say? We top billing it. Valiant without villainy. Viciously found victory. Burnt towns and villages. Burning, looting, and pillaging. Murderers try to hurt us. We curse them and all their children. I just want the bread and bologna bundles to tuck away. I don't work for free, I am barely giving a fuck away. So tell Big and Johnny and Mommy to get the fuck away. Hey, yo, here's a gun, son, now run, get it the gut away. Live to shoot another day.